I hear lake waters lapping with low sounds by the shore. And that can mean only one thing. It's time for Cousin Rick to call in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk. Good morning, Cousin Rick. Good morning, RT. Hey, how are you? How are, how are you, too? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And yourself? Oh, I, I am fine. I am peachy keen. I'm in the green room today. The green room? The green room? Yes. Well, ah. it's my office, but the trees are blooming. The leaves are out, and so everything has a green glow. Oh, it sounds it sounds nice. Does that yes. reflect the color of the right of the week by any chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. There's a segue. Hey, the the ride of the week. I'll just start with the color. It's called Brooklyn Gray Metallic. Hmm. So now. You're like me. You remember Brooklyn in the old days. Yeah, it, it was kind of yeah. gray. <laughs> I know. But now it's upscale. Uh, yeah, apparently it's an upscale gray. I know. Yes, because like uh, a one-bedroom apartment in Williamsburg, which is near where our grandmother lived, now goes for like uh, $4,600 a month. So, yep, I know. Yep, yep. And uh, but, but let's get into it here. The ride of the week, okay, is the 2022 BMW 230i Coupe, and it's got the M Sport package with it, okay. And uh, like I said, it's Brooklyn gray metallic, with the interior is oyster vernasca leather, which is kind of like a uh, a light tan. Hmm. Okay. Now, the uh, the engine is a two-liter twin-turbocharged engine that puts out 255 horsepower and 295 pounds of torque, uh, pound-feet of torque. So you have to use, with that high-compression engine, you have to use premium gas, and it's connected with an eight-speed automatic transmission okay now that combination of horsepower and transmission comes out with EPA mileage numbers of 26 miles per gallon city 35 miles per gallon highway for a combined mileage rating of 29 miles per gallon now my experience okay using this we uh, we took this on a long trip, and uh, if you put it into the sport, the uh, you have a sport mode, you have a comfort mode, and you have an eco pro mode. Now, in the eco pro mode on the highway, the computer's telling me we were getting uh, fairly well over 40 miles to the gallon. Okay, now the overall trip was uh, maybe 37, 38 miles per gallon. So that's pretty good for uh, a, a performance car with uh, that high a mileage rating. So that, that was a, a definite plus for this vehicle. Okay? And going through uh, some of the numbers that, uh, or some of the specs on the vehicle, it has the 
the M package with variable sport steering, adaptive lighting, that uh, headlights, which means the headlights swing from side to side depending on the steering wheel input to help you negotiate corners. It's got an M Sport suspension, and it's got uh, premium brakes and a nav system. So uh, the base price is 30, oh, this small writing here again, 36350 bucks. But with all the packages, it comes out to 48945 and it's got a premium audio system, and it's a Harman Kardon. And uh, some of the other interesting facts here, it's built in San Luis Potiso, Mexico, but the engine and transmission come from Germany. So uh, it's an international vehicle. The German parts content is 40%. Mexican parts content is 17%. And the U.S. Canadian parts content is 9%. But uh, you, you know you have a car that's really distinct. When we're driving along, we had gone back to Long Island over the weekend, Okay. So we're driving on Hempstead Turnpike, which you are probably familiar with. Yes, yes, quite familiar. Yes, okay. Well, on a Saturday, you're not really driving. It's a long parking lot. But this guy pulls up next to us and says, hey, that's a great-looking car. And I said, yeah, too bad it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I think it must have been the Brooklyn Gray that caught his eye, you know. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's got the flowing lines. It's a... Yeah. You know, a small coupe. It, it uh, has two seats in the back, but they're kind of vestigial. You have to, uh, you know, either be a a child or an adult that can take that for a short trip, whatever. But in kind of a uh, tech talk topic here, we had gone back to Long Island for the reunion of uh, people connected with Grumman and the Navy because it was the 50th anniversary of the first flight of the F-14 Tomcat, hmm. which was really two years ago, but because of the pandemic, it got postponed year after year, and we had the uh, the commemorative dinner on uh, Friday evening at the Cradle of Aviation Museum there on Long Island. Hmm. And they have in the, in the museum is the oldest existing F-14 Tomcat, the number three airplane. And uh, so that's there. They also have an actual lunar module. It's a, uh, it's not a replica or a test article. It was a, a lunar module that was scheduled to go to the moon on Apollo 18. Mm. But Apollo 18, 19, and 20 got canceled for budgetary reasons. So all of that hardware from the rockets to the lunar module and the command modules are in various museums around the country. So it was an interesting evening. Hmm. Yeah, so that's, uh, the museum is on, uh, what was the, the actual grounds of uh, Grumman Avi Aviation? No, it's actually on the grounds of what used to be Mitchell Field. Oh, okay. Now it's part uh, Hofstra University, part Nassau County Community College, the Nassau Coliseum where the Islanders played, and uh, but back in the day, I 
guess we used to go to air shows there. Right, right. And uh, but you also said though that there really is nothing left of uh, Grumman Aviation there. Uh, well, it's the Grumman Beth- Movie Studio now. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. No kidding. And the uh, the flight test center out in Calverton, where I worked for some time, was uh, it's now an industrial park. The hangars are there, the tower is there, but they're being used for heavy industrial uh, storage of equipment and various uh, concerns. A a a boat uh, a boat company, et cetera, et cetera. But they have a little memorial park there where they have another F-14 up on concrete pylons and uh, memorial bricks in the ground for uh, people who would, had worked at the company. And they have various other artifacts there. Right. Now, now is there anything left of uh, Grumman Aviation at all? I mean, was it absorbed or what, what happened to well, the it, company? Uh, it's part of Northrop Grumman now. Oh, okay, right. Which is headquartered out in California. Yeah. Right. And uh, it was gradually phased out on Long Island. All right. Now, uh, do you have anything else uh, automotive for us today? Oh, yeah. We've got uh, some interesting automotive stuff. Toyota has formally announced its all-electric BZ4X. Okay, this is an all-electric small SUV, and the BZ stands for Beyond Zero, okay, for uh, you know, the, the low emissions idea. It's a battery electric uh, small SUV. It's going to be available uh, oh, right about now at dealers, and the uh, front-wheel drive version uh, can get... Uh, they say EPA ratings of 252 miles on electric range. Hmm. Now, the all-wheel drive version probably gets a little less, but they don't have numbers on that yet. And the uh, the vehicle itself starts at around $42,000. And like I said, it's a small SUV. It's actually longer than the RAV4 Toyota RAV4. It's longer but lower. It's a little lower, and the uh, the BZ4X has oh maybe about 28 cubic feet of cargo space behind the rear seat, whereas the RAV4 has around uh, 37, 38 cubic feet of cargo space. So it's a little uh, smaller on the cargo volume than uh, the RAV4, which is probably what you would compare it with. So that's uh, big news from Toyota. It's the first all-electric vehicle for sale here. All right. Battery Uh, electric vehicle, uh, I should say. (laughs) Uh, Dare I ask, uh, do you have a Musk Minute? And uh, no tweets, please. (laughs) No, uh, I think things have uh, calmed down since last week, so there's really no Musk Minute. Oh, Uh, that's kind of a relief. (laughs) how uh, Twitter... uh, the Twitterverse shakes out uh, once he actually takes over, if it really does get approved, etc. And uh, so we're we're kind of laying low on the Musk Minute. Okay, okay, very good. Now, uh, do you have anything else for us today? Oh, yeah, we've got... Uh, here's one development, another aerospace development. Boeing has uh, 
unveiled the first production version, uh, the first production airplane of its T-7A trainer for the Air Force. This is an advanced trainer. It's built by Boeing, and uh, Saab is also involved with it. But the, they've given the name of the airplane as the Red Hawk, which is a tribute to the Tuskegee Airmen. Hmm. Okay, the, the African-American unit in World War II that flew uh, airplanes that had red tails. And the airplane itself, the first one off the production line, is uh, white with a red tail. They have twin vertical tails that are painted red as tribute to uh, the Tuskegee Airmen. And it's uh, quite interesting they've done that. The Tuskegee Airmen... Uh, during World War II, they escorted uh, uh, bombers going in from Italy into Europe, into northern Europe, and they were so good that they never lost a bomber that they were escorting. They always stayed with them, and uh, they kept the, uh, the defensive fighters from uh, getting at the bombers and shooting them down. So that's really a tribute to uh, the Tuskegee Airmen. All right. Excellent. Um, anything else today? Yeah, see, one more. This is interesting. Okay. It comes from Slovenia, a company called Voice E, V O I C E E, has uh, an Indiegogo campaign for what they call, uh, well, it's Voice E glasses. It's a glass that a deaf person would wear that has a, a, a chip and software in it that would uh, translate speech from, a, you know, you, the, the, the deaf person would be uh, conversing with someone and it would take the speech of the person they're converting to, conversing with and convert that to a visual display in the glasses. Hmm. So, uh, you know, right now they say it has, oh, I think about five languages it can use. And uh, I assume one of them is Slovenian. <laughs> but uh, so it, it's an interesting development. They, they will, uh, oh, the uh, if you sign up on the Indiegogo campaign, it's uh, $540. Once they come out, their target price is about $650. And so it's an interesting adaptation of voice recognition technology and uh, and I guess optics too to put that there they can they, these can be just plain glasses if you don't need corrective lenses or they can incorporate corrective lenses uh, prescription lenses in them and uh, you know there are other uh, versions of this out and in development but this one is self-contained there is some uh, there's a, a Google version of this, but you have to use a, uh, a paired cell phone to use it. But this uh, works on its own. It's all independent. Hmm. All right. Very good. So is that a wrap for today? That's a wrap for today. Glad we could get together. All right. And have a nice day. Okay. You too. All right. So that was Cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk a regular feature of the Newtopian dream.